This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's the Dort Podcast. It's the Dort Podcast. Rich Keith. It's the Dort Podcast. Hashtag. It's the Hashtag Dort Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keefe, joined as always by Ryan Davey. Davey, how are you? I'm having a wonderful evening, Richard. Oh, I love to hear that. It always makes me feel a little bit better when I know that you're having yourself a nice day and evening. Yes, I am. Are you? Uh, we have a, a lot to get to here today. There's going to be a lot of video game stuff. So for the people that say, hey, you guys do too much movies, you guys do too much television, well, you are in store. I would look at this episode, Ryan, as sort of a companion piece to episode 16. Episode 16, we did video game movies. Movies yes. that were inspired by video games. This was an idea by Goo, our friend from the Mac and Goo podcast. He said, hey, why don't you flip it? Why don't you reverse it and go with video, or I'm sorry, movie based video games? So now video games inspired by movies. So that is a great idea, Goo. So we will get to that. There's a lot of them, by the way, and much more of a mixed bag than the video game movies, which are almost all trash. There's actually some good ones in here, which we'll get to. But first, Ryan, should we get to the news? Let's hit it. All right, Ryan. Well, today the Oscar nominations came out. Best picture. Pick me a winner here. These are your nominees Call Me By Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. So I think Three Billboards is kind of like the front runner right now. Yeah. I think and Call Me By Your Name is getting a lot of buzz. Personally, I like The Shape of Water, but I know, and this is going to sound, all right, I'm just going to say it. Let's, all hear right? it. Let's hear it. After the backlash of the Golden Globes and all that stuff, I feel like there's they're not sympathy entries, but I think Lady Bird is getting a lot more buzz now. Not it, it was a good movie, it oh was boy. a great movie, oh but no. it's <clears throat> yeah. I think it's generating more buzz for its exclusion more than its inclusion now. Well, maybe, and we can get to the best director too. I do think it's going right. to be a two movie race. I think three billboards and The Shape of Water, just based off of. All of the other award shows and like what won and what dominated, like the Golden Globes kind of split them. They're like, here's drama, here's like comedy musical. And so you're trying to get a sense of, of what it is. Uh, one that was left out, and I think honestly understandable, is the disaster artist. Uh, James Franco also did not get nominated for actor. I think that's more of a snub than the movie is because frankly, I saw the movie. I've only seen a couple. I saw Lady Bird, I saw Get Out. Um, I know you saw Shape of Water. We, uh, you saw Dunkirk. So those ones are certainly deserving. I didn't think Disaster Artist, I don't look at that as like an Oscar-nominated movie. I didn't think it was that good. 
No, it's not that good. I think it's just the the myth of Tommy Wiseau is yes. like, is what keeps that movie going. Right. <clears throat> but um, yeah, it wasn't didn't blow my socks off. It was interesting and it was funny and it was more dramatic than I thought it was going to be. But it was good. Do you think James Franco got snubbed for lead actor because it's we're finding out more and more that maybe he is? And I don't know if all these are true or not, but just in the in today's society, we're finding out that he could be a bit of a creep. Um. I don't think it helped him, Rich. No, I think you're not wrong there, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you got Denzel Washington nominated for Roman J. Israel Esquire. Gary Oldman. Which a movie, a movie yeah. that didn't do well. That movie got panned. It did. It, that's the only nomination, I believe. Uh, but, I mean, it makes sense. Denzel's awesome. But, yeah, nobody seemed to like that movie. Gary yeah. Oldman, Daniel Kaluuya from Get Out, Daniel Day-Lewis, and Timothy Chalamet from Call Me By Your Name. Uh, who do you got there? Uh, I mean, Probably Daniel Day-Lewis is yeah. the, the tour de for, but uh, Gary Oldham, uh, Old- Oldman. You know what? I'm going to go with Oldman. He's been kicking ass during uh, all these other award shows. So give me Gary yeah, Oldman there. I like the fact that Get Out is getting some love here. Me too. It deserved it. It absolutely yeah. did. Uh, lead actress, you got Sally Hawkins, Francis McDormand, who I assume will win, Margot Robbie, Sorsha Ronan, and Meryl Streep. So that's a pretty powerhouse group. I saw, yeah. saw a few of those. They were good. Supporting actor, Willem Dafoe. Woody Harrelson, Richard Jenkins, Christopher Plummer, and Sam Rockwell. This, yep. this could be Rockwell's year. Is what it, it's going to be Rockwell's year. I'm yeah. feeling him. Supporting actress Mary J. Blige, Allison Janney, Leslie Manville, Lori Metcalf, and Octavia Spencer. Uh, I think you can't go wrong with Metcalf or Janney. Those are two movies that I saw. They were both great. And I heard she, she stole the show in I, Tonya, right? Yeah, she was awesome. She played Tonya yeah. Harding's mother. She was great. Uh, director Christopher Nolan. Jordan Peele, Greta Gerwig, Paul Thomas Anderson, and Guillermo del Toro. So this is another powerhouse. It is, and I'm going to give it to my boy Guillermo. That was my favorite movie this year. Okay, so, so that's one. So I got to see, before the Oscars, I got to watch Shape of Water and Three Billboards, and maybe I got to get to Dunkirk. So those are the three okay. that I will swear to watch. Before. So here's my pitch about, so I tell people all the time that Shape of Water is my favorite Oscar movie of the year. Now, Baby Driver was up there as my favorite movie of the year. But yes, and I got nominated for some of the like the editing stuff. Yeah, yeah. So uh, as far as like critical, like if I would have said what's the best movie, I would say Shape of Water, the ones that I've seen. Okay. And think of it like when you're going into it, it gets a little weird right from the jump. Just think of it as a modern retelling of Beauty and the Beast, and then you're you're kind of on your way there. I like it. You know I like I mean? weird. I like Guillermo del Toro, so I'm I'm surprised I haven't seen this yet. And, and surprisingly, my wife, when she saw the preview, she was like, "I definitely want to see that." I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. So we will have to see that. Uh, and then all the some of the uh, some of the dork movies got nominated for all of those like ridiculous dork categories, Award. all the dork awards. So Star Wars: The Last Jedi got nominated for four Academy Awards. So let that, that let that sink in. That's probably plenty on the Oscars. I don't even know how many of our listeners care, but that came out today, so I thought we would mention it. Uh, maybe they care more about this. At least I probably care more about this. You know, Empire Magazine that comes out and every I don't know if you read it, but we like the covers are usually pretty cool. Yeah, and they they have like new movies coming out, and that's a lot of times when we get like pictures of Thor Ragnarok before they're released. It's it's like an Empire, but anyway, I guess they pulled the audience, and they were saying the 20 greatest villains of all time, and they put a bunch of them on the cover. I guess this is coming out in a couple of weeks. And we tweeted it out at Dork Podcast. Pretty sweet. It's got, like, Darth Vader. It's got Thanos. It's got Freddy Krueger. So we talk a lot about, you know, comic book or or comic book movie villains, but this is all villains. That might be a good topic sometime down the road. That might be, yeah. Right? I mean, there's there's stuff from... 
uh, Harry Potter. There's stuff from Lord of the Rings. There's stuff from Terminator. Like it was, it was a pretty cool cover. The Joker. It was a good cover. Yeah, and we used to remember we used to do those those brackets with these things with like yes. the greatest movie villains and superheroes and stuff like that. Maybe we do. Maybe Ooh. we bring that back. Well, March Madness is just around the corner, and we've done in two years. We did best comic book character and best comic book movie, and they yep. were won coincidentally by Batman and the Dark Knight. So. It was a little one-sided. I like that. Maybe we open it up a little bit more, because just straight villain, you can include... If you want to include the goddamn shark from Jaws, you can go ahead and do that. That'd be a good one. Not not Jaws 3, but the, no, the actual no, Jaws no. himself, yeah. Ryan, I heard you... Uh, or I heard you. I saw you tweeting about Breaking Bad celebrating its 10th yep. anniversary, and that got me yep. thinking. I said, you know what? That might be one where we go back and do a season-by-season season episode of Dork, because that is... Both of our one of our uh, all time favorite shows. It's in the Dork Hall of Fame. I th- it would have to be like a five parter though. Like I can't no season by imagine, season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine you know sitting there and having to dissect all of that stuff. And it's just it's so goddamn good. It's so good. Well, we learned our lesson. We tried doing one episode on Friday Night Lights, and that just didn't work. That was no. There's too much stuff. We left too much stuff out. So I think season by season. And I know the longtime listeners of Hashtag Dork. Uh, still remember that we did this with The Wire. However, we've never done season five. So we kind of bailed <laughs> on it. So it's, it's 80% complete. And maybe we can do this with Breaking Bad as well. Uh, this is exciting news, Ryan. And hopefully this is not in your video game minute. But Michael Bay is producing a Duke Nukem movie. And you know who's in talks to play Duke Nukem? I know exactly who, but you, you say it. John Cena. John Cena! Where's the, where's the song? Are you excited? I can't. Uh, copyright, we can't play this song. Okay, we can't play it. My that time song. is up. My time is meow. You can't hear me. My time is meow. Uh, hey, Rich, yeah. How are they going to make a movie with John Cena? He's not going to be in it. You can't see him. Yeah, that's a good joke. You can't see him. Duke Nukem movie, though. That'll. Duke Nukem. Hey. <laughs> Come on. Uh, forget it. All right. How about Ryan Reynolds is set to be in Clue? With the writers from Deadpool. So Clue, which was, I thought, a great movie from the 80s. I loved, oh, great movie. loved Clue. Yep. But they might do a, a relaunch or a reboot of Clue with Ryan Reynolds. I guess he signed this, is, this deal is with Is he going to play Tim Curry's part of the butler? I don't know. I say you just stick to the goddamn pieces on the board. There was no butler in the game. <laughs> he should be Mr. Green or Professor Plum. For, or no Colonel Mustard for him? So or that's gonna be or an older guy. Colonel Mustard. Maybe, yeah, maybe you want an older guy, but he could probably pull yeah. it off. He's a talented actor. Ryan, have you seen uh, the scuttlebutt around this movie? And I say movie in quotes because I still don't know exactly what it is. I saw a still image of Danny McBride with a koala on his shoulder. And I said, hmm, I'm intrigued by this. Yeah. And then there was like a 20-second teaser for a movie called Dundee, The Son of a Legend Returns Home where Danny McBride plays uh, Brian Dundee, who is the son of Crocodile Dundee. And then they released another bit of a teaser trailer where Chris Hemsworth is in this. Although yep. I read an article like a week ago, well, it must have been in between episodes because it was it, we did not know this last week, that said maybe this is just like a Super Bowl commercial. Like, So is this a real movie? It says it's coming out in the summer, but like I don't, I had no idea this was happening. I, this wasn't even on my radar. It could be just like a Super Bowl thing, like because this is an idea that's so bad. Like it, it either they're like we love it, or I, I don't know. This has to be like a like a fake April Fool's Day. 
I'm kind of intrigued. I, I don't buy this. I like Danny McBride. So you're saying, you're on the record right now saying uh, Dundee, the son of a legend, returns home. Movie or not a movie, you're saying? Uh, I'm saying it's probably, I would, right now, gun to my head, it's not a movie. Gun to your head. Gun, yeah. to, gun to your head, gun to your dick. You're going, not a movie. Fake. Yeah, okay. not a movie. All right. Let's get to the next portion of the program. It's time for Davey's video game All right, sir, what have we got this week? Well, I'm going to keep this short and I'm going to keep this brief because we this basically this episode is an entire long That's a great point. video game minute. It so sure is. I'll keep it I'll keep it short. So big big news today, Richard, as we record this is that uh, big big update to Overwatch. We're getting a ton of new skins. A lot of new cosmetic things coming to Overwatch today. So, if you're a fan like we are, Check your favorite character and make sure you, you get a goddamn skin. I got to download. We were very excited. Home. I'm going to turn we this very... fucking game in. By the way, I've been playing so poorly. Well, not just that. Either I I play poorly and we lose, or I play really well and we lose. Recently, that seems to be the I'm way. Getting, I'm getting pissed off now. Yeah, I'm getting real cheesed off with this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know we're we're hovering around gold. We're still we're still there. Um, well, yeah, but, but... It, it's fine. Um, don't worry about it. Uh, what else do I got here? So, there is, this weekend, Richard, I don't know if you knew this, mm-hmm. E-League is having a Boston Major this weekend, and we kind of whiffed on this one because we should have been there. Mm. Um, there is a huge three-day Major E-League tournament for Counter-Strike in Boston this weekend. Really? And, um, if you are in the Boston area and want to check this out, I think, uh, I, if I remember correctly, three-day tickets are $120. Which Jesus. isn't that bad, so that gets you in and gets you around. You can, you know, all that stuff. So it's three days of that. Um, some big names are going to be there. Phase is going to be there. Uh, let's see, Mouse Sports is going to be. So there's a lot of high level Counter Strike teams, like the top in the world, are actually having a major event. There's a purse of a of a million dollars for the whole thing. Like Jesus. it's a major tournament coming to Boston. Wow. So we're actually making ground here. Boston esports is growing. I so like it. I like if it. If you want to go hit that up, you know, make sure you check that out. And let us know how it was. And we got to get that on our radar for next year. And speaking of esports, uh, Wes from the Boxers podcast tweeted us last week how the Boston Uprising team, which is uh, for Overwatch and it's owned by Kraft, they're now selling gear. Like Boston Uprising, this is a this is a video game team. They're selling that gear in the Patriots Pro Shop. I would, yeah. If next time I go to a Patriots game. <laughs> or just pick us up a goddamn jersey, will you? Yes. Seriously. You have to get like an employee discount or something, right? They gotta hook you up. I used to. No, I don't anymore. I don't <laughs> I, I'm no longer employed by the crafts. Sorry. Bill Belichick sends you a goddamn card for Christmas. That's true. That's you very know, nice. Talk to somebody. I oh, I got a guy over there. I can I can I can I could see if I can get a hook up. The stuff's yeah. kind of overpriced anyway. But it's overpriced anyway. But you know what? They they need some you know shoutcasters or whatever they call them. I mean, you can get in there. That's true. We should shoutcast this next this next. We thing. should. That's for sure. All right, All right Ryan, let's hit it. Are you ready for the topic du jour? Dying. Well, I need to know what that is first. I'm not sure what that is, but I'm ready for it. Well, it's the topic of the day, and today it is movie-based video games. I spent way too much time trying to figure out what the title of this episode should be. I was say, I said, is it video games based off movies, video games based on movies? Is movie video games clear enough? And I ultimately settled on movie-based video games. Yeah, I like that. Hyphenate it. Okay, I'm going to hyphenate movie-based video games and as i said earlier it's a companion piece episode 16 video game movies first thing i would say is 
we're going to look at all different platforms. We're going to go through. We're going to give you the good. We're going to give you the bad. And we're going to give you the ugly as it relates to these movie-based video games. Much more of a mixed bag. The video game movies are almost all bad. They're almost all terrible. I think we settled on maybe Mortal Kombat as our favorite and sort of take that yeah. for what it's worth, like based on all these movies. This is, this is really interesting because so many movies would have a, a video game kind of accompany it. Like it would get released and along with action figures, along with trapper keepers, along with all, you know, stickers, all kinds of toys, a video game would also come from so many of these movies. And so it's led to some really good ones. It's led to some, some trash ones. And it's led to some really funny ones. And so I say we just kind of ping pong back and forth here, Ryan. Let's begin with the good. Let's, let's spend the most time on the good. What was, in your mind, the best and or one of your favorite games that was based off a movie? So one of my favorite games that was based off a movie, uh, just right off the bat, we're going to get with the easy stuff out of the way first. Um, the very first video game based off a movie I remember playing and loving was uh, GoldenEye. Yeah, for Nintendo absolutely. 64. Yes. Um, legendary game. Uh, people are still playing this game. Um, no odd job, though. If you played odd job, you were a real, real Turf. jackass. Yeah, don't, no odd jobs. Yeah. S- um, slappers only, no odd jobs. Slappers job. only, no odd jobs. <laughs> License to kill. You like, hit him once. <laughs> um, no, but this is it's like infinitely fun like game, you know, changing up the game modes, you know, multiplayer, screen peeking. Like, there was, it was such a fun game and such a good time. Like, the single player itself was really good. Um, it tied in like seamlessly with the movie, obviously, and uh, yeah, and the multiplayer was what you played it for, ultimately what you played it for. So just an all around like good game at the time too. Yeah, this so, was really right good. I'm with you. This is the one that jumps out. You can make an argument. This is the greatest of all time, and it came out so long ago. And so many things I remember about the game. And I wasn't even an N64 owner, but you know, Shark had one, so I was playing it with him all the time. But Taking the characters from the movie and applying them to a video game was perfect. And and the weapons, all the different weapons, all the different rooms. This is also one of the first times like playing these multiplayer like shooting games. This is where this is where I got started. Like this is yep. where you, you realize like this this could be a lot of fun and you could sort of see the future of this type of gaming. Like once you could link other TVs and things like that, and you're like, all right, I don't have to share a screen anymore. Like I don't have to cut this bitch in, into into fours. Like it was, it was a whole lot different. But this game was was great, and it also you think about it, like our generation. Yeah, there are people who like James Bond, but I feel like it's even an older generation that really loves James Bond movies. But even if you didn't watch them all, even if you didn't know all the characters, you learned them all through this game. Like that's just how good it was. Which is funny because like I remember seeing Goldeneye in the like in the theater or yeah. whatever. Like I remember being like of that age where I like would go to the theater and see it and thought it was awesome. And because of this game, I actually went back and watched all of the other James Bond movies. Right. Oh yeah, exactly. Because I wanted to see yeah. I wanted to see how all these people were. So that was a nice, that was a great thing for that. That was really good. All right, one of my favorite games and I don't know, I don't it probably isn't rated super high, but it stands out to me as a very enjoyable uh, a game that you can like a, the replayability is is really high on it and that would be Jaws. For the original Nintendo. I think yeah. when we did we did it uh, maybe like a year or two ago when the mini Nintendo was coming out and we put together our list of games that should be on it. I think I made the pitch for Jaws. I loved it. And like this had the chance to be an absolute bust of a game. Because you're thinking, all right, it's just it's it's a money grab. Like this movie was super famous, so now they're gonna try to create a game. But you were a guy, you would you would go in your boat and you would just go back and forth between the ports. 
and you would look for Jaws, and there was like a little bit of uh, excitement when all of a sudden you'd like you'd have the like the shark tracker, and it would start yeah. getting hot, start getting hot. Then you'd see the the fin sticking out of the water, and then your boat would hit it. And then you'd have to go in, you'd have to shoot him with these like harpoons and shit, and you'd try to like weaken him the more and more you could. The game was kind of ridiculous. Like you're you're in there, you're a little guy, a little scuba guy. You're like shooting these like jellyfish and shooting these like stingrays, collecting shells that were like bigger than you were. The whole I mean, the whole thing was kind of ridiculous. There's like mini little jawses, you'd shoot those bastards down. Then you'd you'd ultimately have to get strong enough going from port to port. Oh, there was also like a, a bonus scene which made no sense, where you were like flying in a uh, helicopter and you were like, or a plane. You were no, you were in a plane and you were shooting. You're in a plane. You were shooting yeah. balls at jellyfish. Made no sense. You're like yeah, these you little cannons, bombs. these cannonballs, these bombs. <laughs> made no sense. Or cannonballs. Yeah, like what the hell was that? So then you at so the I'm, end you would you would you would eventually get strong enough. You would wear down Jaws enough while you were in the water that then they would take you to the scene where you're in the boat. So now you're almost like the movie Jaws. And yep. this bastard's coming down at you, and you would have to stick him just right with the harpoon. And then you'd beat the game, and then it would go to, like, a cut scene where it's just, like, a nice, like, a sunset, and yeah. a fucking plane just, like, flies away. And, like, that was it. And it said, like, <laughs> congratulations. Yeah. You're, like, <laughs> you're looking around, like, do, do we just beat it? And you're, like, yeah. Like, I'm, like, don't hit any buttons. Don't hit any buttons. And then, like, nothing happens, and then... You hit a button and you're back at the start menu, and you're like, "Oh, like awesome!" But you know what? I give this. I how many Nintendo games were so hard that they were just impossible? Like I know you know that there are just so many that were just you couldn't so beat. many. So the fact fucking that Battletoads, fucking Battletoads, you weren't going to beat Battletoads. So the fact that you yeah. could actually sit down and beat Jaws like that it was it was pretty rewarding because I wasn't beating a ton of Nintendo games back when I was little, but Jaws was one of them. And I thought it was fun. And, like, that's one where you take a few weeks off from it and you come back, like, yeah, you want to beat Jaws again? You're like, sure. And you, you play Jaws. So put me down for right. Jaws. Put you down for Jaws. All right. I'm just going to say one more thing on Battletoads since you got me on here, okay. right? Yeah. If anybody out there listening can say with a straight face that they've beat Battletoads, here comes the hot take. You're a fucking liar. Oh, boy. Because nobody's yeah. beaten that game ever. Not ever s- without an emulator. Not safe for work language as well. Liars. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Sorry. You're not, you know what? You know what, Ryan? I would even say, even with the emulator, I don't think you beat it. Yeah, right. No, you don't. You're no. not. You're not beating that rat in the you, race. No, no. I think that's the maddest you've ever seen me. That is for sure the maddest I've ever seen you. That and when you can't we, beat that guy. Yeah. That and the hot cold debate. Yeah, we're not getting into that. Those either. are the two maddest I've ever. Both, <laughs> both very important issues, by the way. So yeah. <laughs> I understand why you're so mad. All right, um, what's, what's another one? Again, this might not be critically a success, but I, one of the games that I enjoyed the most, and there were two of them, um, was the Star Wars The Force Unleashed. Oh, yeah. Force Unleashed so, was good, yep. And it, so it takes place, just if you haven't played it before, I think it was like PlayStation 2 or yep. PlayStation, and you play Starkiller, which was the original name of Luke Skywalker. Mm. I don't know if you knew that, but yes. he was Luke uh, Starkiller. Um, and so he is the apprentice of Darth Vader, and it takes place in that little pocket where they're wiping out all of the Jedi. Yes. Um, so he is a Sith apprentice, and you have, like, the two lightsabers that he had, like, you know, kind of a ninja style, like, holding them backwards a little bit. Yeah. Which was super sweet. The gameplay, it was kind of a button masher, like a brawler, but it was so fun, and, like, you could do different skins, and there was that scene at the end where you could, like, pick... Which side you wanted? You wanted to kill the emperor, or you wanted to like continue on the dark side. Like 
it was just a cool game. And one of the best scenes I remember from that game is you actually pulled down like an entire like uh, star destroyer. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, like the big like you actually with your force power you actually pull it to the ground. And it was actually I remember that sticking out of my head as being like one of the coolest things ever. But actually feeling like like you were it, it was a Star Wars story. It was a great story too. So it tied in nicely with the Star Wars universe. Darth Vader was a prominent figure in the game. Um and it was just a lot of fun. I just remember having yeah. a lot of fun playing that game. That was definitely a good game. The other Star Wars game, there's a ton of Star Wars games. And I think you could probably have one on all of the different lists, too. Yeah, but absolutely. Another one, like Unleashed, uh, that I know everybody loves was Knights of the Old Republic. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. That was a super fun game. And that was also one that was very in-depth. and they But they didn't rely on just, like, all the old characters you know what I mean? Like they weren't like, oh, here's Luke and Leia and, and Vader and like Han and here's your story. Like no, they had all these like new characters, which at the time I think people were probably hoping like, oh, maybe they're going to be a, in canon now. And then since all this whole reboot and relaunch and the sequels and the prequel, like it's not. It's like, I don't think you can look back to this and say these characters are involved. I could be wrong, but I don't think that's the case. But I remember uh, Knights of the Old Republic being good. And like you said, I mean, there's other good ones too. Like the Battlefront games are fine. Um, I think they're the first you know, the one I don't one. like. The first one really bugged me. That was the, maybe the least I've ever played a game that I bought. Like I just couldn't yeah. get into it. Like the there's no solo player, and then the multiplayer was fine. And like after I used all the different characters and all the different modes, like I I didn't really want to go back to it that much. I was like, okay, that was yeah. cool. Like I was I was Vader, and now look at me, I'm Luke, and that's good. And, and then I was kind of done with it. Yeah, and uh, but like you know, Tie Fighter was a really good one. Like Star Wars Tie Fighter was really good. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, for my money, I think that my favorite was the Force Unleashed games. Yeah, those were great. I I, th- I thought those were a good time. All right, I got uh, a couple of Disney games. This is gonna this is gonna take you way back. These are gonna be games that uh, again, if you're like our age, you probably remember playing these, whether it was for the Sega or for the uh, Super Nintendo. But do you remember the Aladdin game? For Genesis, that yes. yeah, that game was incredible. It was awesome. I mean, you're you're throwing apples at people. You're running through the city. You're you're doing all kinds of stuff. You know the, and what's cool is for games like that, where there's no there's no like crazy weird like the graphics are off, right? Like usually they take like a human character, then they put them on the screen, and you're like, oh, that's supposed to be so and so. Like this, yeah. this, this looks like shit, especially then. But you're like, no, we're taking an animated movie, we're going to make a video game out of it, it's going to look like you're playing the movie, and you're going to go just go and come up with all these hijinks for these characters that you love. So I would say the Aladdin game and the Lion King game were both a lot of, where you played as Simba, and you basically went through the movie. I thought they were both good. Aladdin better, but I thought both deserved to be on the good list. And I remember, like, the Aladdin game, there was, like, some straight-up parkour in that, too. Like, you could bounce off stuff, and you could yeah. swing around all... <laughs> Flying with the flips going off, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, it was great. Fucking uh, fire bombs at people, you know, whatever. It was just a just an absolute blast, and all the characters that you come across, like because Aladdin was good. That's just a good movie. Well, so is Lion yeah. King. But I mean, they were they were both a lot of fun. That'd be interesting to go back. I obviously haven't played either one in twenty years, but it would be fun to go do that. Are you were you afraid of the boss being a large snake at the end? Uh, of course, I was. Yeah. Yeah. Terrified. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, I was. I play that with the lights on. All right, what do you got? All right, it's my turn now. Um, this one, it's a sneaky one. I don't know if you, a lot of people never really played this, but it's phenomenal. So Xbox came, it was Ghostbusters the game. Oh, I have it on my Video list. Game. Yeah, Xbox, it was on 360, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of, yeah, yeah. 
and a lot of people consider this the third Ghostbusters movie because the story was phenomenal. The controls were great. The graphics were pretty cool. And, like, they had Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis and Ernie Hudson. They were all in voice acted in the game. That's crazy. And it was nuts. Like, how do you get Bill Murray to do a video game? Like, that guy, I've heard stories about him just, like, showing up places and just being really weird about stuff. Mm. Like, to get him to sit down and do a video game. Do you hear the story about Bill Murray and the French Fry? Not to get off topic. Uh, Bill Murray and the French Fry, I don't think so. Some kid, it was on Reddit or something, some kid told this story where he was just at some random friendlies, and Bill Murray walked in, and he saw, like, him and Bill Murray caught eyes, and he walked over to him, took a French fry off his plate and ate it, and looked at the kid dead in the face and went, no one's ever going to believe you, and walked away. <laughs> Actually, maybe, I, maybe you told me that was, because that sounds yeah. vaguely familiar. That is really funny. Yeah, just a weird dude. But to get him to do with, like this video game when he's wanted like nothing to do with Ghostbusters historically. That's, you know what's another rumor that I heard? And this is very inside. Nobody else is going to care in the world. But there was a girl who went to high school who was in your grade who I may or may not have gone out with early, early in junior year that yeah. apparently the rumor, I did not hear this from her, but I heard this from somebody else. She slept with Bill Murray. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's just nice all around. Like good, good for them. Um, right. Yeah, no, but Ghostbusters—that's a good one. I, I put that on, on this list as well. Here's one that I'm sure is on your list, or if it's not, I'd be surprised because it's one of your favorite movies, and it actually translated to a really nice game. This is, in a way, it's sort of bending it because it's a character that it's a comic book character who they made a movie after, but then this game is directly from the movie. So it may be a gray area, but Spider-Man 2 Ugh. for PS2 and Xbox was great. It was awesome. And so they, they had come out with Spider-Man a couple of years earlier, and it was not good. Like, it was – the controls were off. Like, everything about it, like, it just it, – it was not a great game. I don't know what was wrong with it. But when they came out with Spider-Man 2, I could still see, the like, the box with, like, the picture basically, for, like, from the movie where you get the sweet right. Spider-Man suit. And the, the, the controls on this and the gameplay and the, the villains and just everything you had to do in this game was, was really good. So I'm going to count it just because it was literally inspired by the movie. So Spider-Man 2. And it was awesome. And the cool thing about it, too, is like I remember doing the, like, the, the tutorial because they added a bunch of stuff to Spider-Man 2 from Spider-Man, the original Spider-Man game that was based off the movie. Yes. Um, and they had... Uh, Bruce Campbell was the narrator of all these games, and like if you screwed up, like he would like make fun of you, which <laughs> I thought was like I thought was awesome. And yeah. um, uh, they added like wall running and like web zipping. Remember, you could like hook onto something and like zip. Yeah. Oh, you could you could and, really get going in this. And I remember this is one of the first games I ever like hundred percented. Like I I would just play this game, and I remember like doing all like the web challenges and all that stuff. Oh yeah, absolutely. It was it was, it was a map of Manhattan, and you could. It was an open sandbox thing. Like you could like do all of these things, and it was. I would just sit there for like hours and just like swing around New York. Like I thought that was like the most fun thing you could do. Oh, it was the best. Because remember, you could hit you could hit like the button to like speed up, like like speed up your swing, and then you'd go and like do like that big swan dive. Well, and yeah, you think about it. It was it was sort of like some of the Arkham games uh, in a way, but for Spider Man and before, yeah. you know, and and yeah. just sort of being being him, and just even if you weren't doing like a mission, just like controlling Spider-Man through the city was, like, fun enough. And if, you know, I have, I have a friend of mine now who works at Marvel Games um, who, uh, if he's listening, Eric, if, if you're listening. Shout out, Eric. Shout out to Eric Monticelli, at Marvel, senior producer at Marvel Games. Um, he 
well, he's working on the new Spider-Man game, and if he's listening, please put that back in the game. Where just the swinging around is just like one of the most fun parts of the game. Like kind of like this, like smell the roses kind of type aspect of it, which I thought was unbelievable. Yes, absolutely. Uh, All right, I got, I got one got? more good one. Okay, I'm out. And again, I got one more good one, and I'll save this one to last because it's kind of cheating. All right, just like Spider-Man's a little bit of cheating. A little bit. Spider-Man Two. Um, yes. Lord of the Rings: Shadow of Mordor, which was the not the Shadow of no, that War. counts. That counts. That's a good one uh, I, because it's it's technically based off of a book, which the movie. You know what I mean? So it's not, but whatever, because it has no like direct tie-in with the movie, really, yeah. other than it's. But this game um, was made by Warner Brothers, the same people who did Arkham Origins. So the fighting mechanics are still the same. So you have like that Batman fighting mechanics, but having it in Middle Earth where you're. Um, kind of a lesser character who's like you know yeah. fighting off uh, orcs and orakai and all that stuff. So it's, it's actually a really fun game, um, kind of open world Middle Earth, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, if you're into that thing, which you know I am a little bit, but sure you are. Uh, but a super fun game and really engaging and really in, uh, really deep RPG kind of thing. So uh, shout out to that game, a really fun game. That's good. So the good we got a bunch of goods there, including uh, you know GoldenEye 007, Ghostbusters, Spider Man 2, uh, a couple of the Star Wars games, Jaws, Aladdin, you know Lion King, uh, the Mordor. There's a lot a lot of good ones. Now the bad. Well, actually. Let me let me do a bad first, because then there's another kind of good. There's like an old game and a new game here, and they're both yeah. based off of the same movie. Let me start with the bad. That would be Nintendo's game. This came out in 1989, Friday the 13th. Ugh. This is literally... Actually, a lot of these ones on this list, depending on who you talk to, are regarded as the worst video game ever created. Now, I guess this is supposed to be like a, a side quill. This is what they say. It's sort of like a, a spinoff kind of of... Friday the 13th part, like, 7, the the new blood. But you're basically just trying to survive at Camp Crystal Lake. But there's, like, a certain point you can get to in the game, and I, I don't think you can even get past it. Like, I, I'm i not even sure. I wonder if they even finished this game. Like, it, they, they came out, and you can play it, but this is not e- even, like, a real game. It's it's terrible. It's, it's just an awful, awful game. Oh, it's terrible. And I remember, like, this part, you have to, like, go into houses and you you can't like move around like if you press up that like the controls are all screwed up and correct me if I'm wrong but isn't Jason wearing like pink yes i believe he's in pink i believe yeah, which is the, like i i don't understand so here's actually like, i just pulled it up here is the uh the in the game manual, here's the synopsis. Oh, no, he's blue. He's blue. Sorry. Oh, is he blue? I, I thought he yeah. was pink, but maybe you're right. All right, he's, it's a pretty typical summer at Crystal Lake. There's a group of happy children staying in the camp. You and your six camp counselor friends are watching over the kids while enjoying the lake in the wilderness. The days are bright and sunny. The nights are cool and clear, and Jason is on a rampage. It's up to you to stop him, but it's not going to be easy. You must first fight your way through forests filled with man-eating wolves Caves covered with blood-sucking bats and hordes of mindless zombies everywhere you turn. You must also help any friend who is in danger, or else you can just kiss them goodbye. And hiding in a cabin or staying adrift in a canoe won't keep you safe. Jason will find you anywhere. The only way to survive this summer is to challenge Jason face-to-face and destroy him. And you had to defeat him three times. It was a weird, it was a weird game, but I wanted to point out that uh, the... PS4 game that came out that was a download only Friday the 13th, much more fun, and they did a great job with that one. 
kind of multiplayer, but also really honoring the uh, the movie where all the different looks of Jason, all the different camps of Jason, like all the different movies. So like that one was good, but this one is historically bad. Yeah, that was good. That the Friday the Thirteenth for PlayStation Four, and it was was good eventually. When oh yeah, it was, out, it was a shit storm. It was it was a real issue. Stunk. It was a bad thing. Uh, not stunk from the the gameplay aspect, but the fact that you just really couldn't play it was right. <laughs> just bad. But yeah, NES Friday the Thirteenth was just just unplayable. The just the unplayable. Um, I'm going to go. So sticking with NES um, and movie franchises that seem to be a bit of a cash grab. Did you ever play the Nintendo version of Back to the Future? Uh, yes, I did. Oh, yeah. when you're doing like the skateboard thing and you just like couldn't move. Like I couldn't get past that part. No, like you it was can't. just like yeah, and it was you know. I did not uh, play that one very long. No, and you couldn't because you couldn't get very far, and no. then you would just like chuck it against the wall and be like, screw this, you know. But just another cash grab game that was not very well thought out. You know. Well, and that's the key to these is they were they were all well almost all of them were cash grabs because they're like hey successful movie what else can we sell and kids are going to want to play the video game versions of these movies that they saw but a lot of them because I, I was I was reading up some of these like why you know what happened to them because there there's not as many as they used to be and they were saying because all these games were like on a deadline that they would get rushed like they would just hey this movie's coming out in March like we need a video game for it and then they yeah. would just like throw it together and then release it so it could be out at the same time so they would you know it would help sales but then the games themselves were terrible another example of that was uh cliffhanger from 1993 it was like a side-scrolling game obviously the uh sylvester stallone movie and it was another one of these games that was just impossible like you couldn't you could not beat the game and yeah. it's like why even do that to yourself like what's the point or how about this one uh who framed roger rabbit which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Now, this I forgot, but apparently they, they gave you a 1-800 number that you yeah. could call, and Jessica Rabbit would be on the other end on a recording giving you hints on how to beat certain points of the game. And it was like like three ninety nine a minute or something like that. <laughs> so bad. So bad. Like, and it, it, That was one of those games I remember starting to play. and be, I was younger, but obviously I was playing the game, and like I didn't know what I was supposed to do. Yeah, you're just like, what is this? Like, you're just like driving around in like that weird taxi for a little bit, and then like I didn't really know what I was supposed to do. So no, maybe that it's... was the whole point of the hotline. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you weren't calling Jessica Rabbit. You weren't getting any good tips. Yeah. What else you got? Um, and this one, a lot of people like this game, but I always hated. It. We're being, we're hating on Nintendo right now. We got to get off Nintendo in a little bit. Well, those are most of the NES. ones I played. I feel like as far as movie based, because I yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Top Gun. That game sucked. Oh, it's on my it list. It still sucks to this day. It sucks. And I will tell you why. Because the air fighting, you're like, all right, there's planes and I'm shooting them and that's all well and good. Anything else you had to do in that game, you couldn't fucking do it. It was so hard. You couldn't land like, the plane. You couldn't land. And then there were some missions that required you to, like, fill up with gas. And you, <laughs> well, you couldn't do it. Like, you had to, like, yeah. line up, like, the thing to, like, refuel. And you, you couldn't do it. It was Terrible. so hard. You would like get there, and then it would be like you missed, and then it would like drop down. You know what I mean? Remember that trying to like refuel? Well, what I also remember is there was no uh, music, like there was no soundtrack, and right. so except you're... in the beginning, in the very beginning, there was. Oh, what? Well, yeah, but then when you're flying the plane, you're just listening to like plane noises, and there's like nothing going on, and then it's like go ahead and land it, and you're like, all right, you got to <laughs> do what? You needed like a code yeah. to land the damn thing. Yeah. I think they came out with a sequel, which I never played, which got much better reviews. But the first one, the first Top Gun game, was awful. Um, 
How about this? How about uh, this was a PlayStation Two game, Fight Club. Ugh. So they came out with a Fight Club game. Some of you listening, I'm sure, played it, maybe owned it. Others are saying, I've never heard of this. But Fight Club came out with a game, one of the all-time great movies. And it was a obviously a fighting game, but it was one of those where it was, you know, in the in the vein of Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter. And they took some of the characters from the game. I guess there was also like a story mode too, like where where you were a guy and you would like have to fight and work your way up through the fight club. But one of my favorite parts of this, and I never got this far, or I think I don't even know how much I played this game, but uh, Fred Durst from Limp Biscuit, as a nice callback to uh, last week's or two week <laughs> episodes, he was an unlockable character, and you could awesome. use Fred Durst to, to fight in Fight Club. That's awesome. What was that game? I forget what it was. They, someone's going to call me out on it, but I forget. There was, it was basically like a Street Fighter, but it was all rappers. Oh, remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. Uh... And for whatever reason, like you had like Method Man and like Red Man, and they were all like fighting. And then for some reason, like Joe Budden was like one of like the best characters in the game. Was it? Uh... I forget. Was it, but it Def was, like... Jam Fight for New York? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> You're not thinking of Parappa the Rappa. No, I think it was. No, I was not. I was not. Yeah, but yeah, I, Def Jam Fight for New York. Yes, that's exactly what it was. I'm Def Jam Fight for right New now. York is a hip-hop-influenced 3D action video game published by EA Sports. It was released in 04 for PS2 and Xbox and GameCube. It is the sequel to Def Jam Vendetta. Oh, maybe Def Jam Vendetta. Maybe the first one is what you were thinking of. Yes, I think Def Jam Vendetta. Yeah, I'm, okay, this one I definitely remember. Def Jam Vendetta. DMX, Method Man, Red Man, Ludacris, uh, Ghostface Killer, uh, Funk Like, there were some heavy hitters. And like I said, for some reason, like, Joe Budden was the best, <laughs> best fire in the game. Like, what the fuck is Joe, Joe Budden? Budden was in there. I do remember that. That is a rough, that was a rough game. All right, what, All else, right. what else you got for bad? So bad, uh, see, talk about, oh, so bringing it back to Star Wars, we talked, there were some good Star Wars games, and one of the worst I've ever played was... Star Wars Masters of, I don't even know how to, Terras Kasai, Terracasi, I don't know how I yep. like to say this. I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, Where it was yes. like the, speaking of fighting games in movies, um, basically you played in the beginning as Luke Skywalker who was chasing down like a bounty hunter, but it was like a uh, polygon, like 3D fighter game, like a Virtua Fighter kind yeah. of thing, and it was just the pits. <laughs> not, like you, not good. The lightsabers acted as, like, clubs. Like, they didn't, like, go through people. They just kind of, like, bounced off people. Yeah. Which didn't make a, make a lick of sense, Richard. I tell you that. It, it just really didn't. A lot of these games didn't. They, uh, they, they didn't. Here's one that, actually, I think some people liked. I just thought it was, it didn't, it didn't feel right to me. So, the, the Godfather. There was a video game, The Godfather. And I feel like Grand Theft Auto does such a better job of that. That I know, yeah. Godfather's a legendary movie and a you know book and all of that stuff, but it's not Grand Theft Auto, and so it ended up coming off as a Grand Theft Auto ripoff more than a homage to one of the all-time movies. You know, all right, absolutely, and like in a similar vein, I think on my list too is I had Scarface. There was a Scarface yes, video game, same thing, which is basically the same thing. Right, you know, you it's too terrible. Never put Al Pacino in a video game. No, ever. It, you're basically playing uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, but worse. But but terrible. not not nearly yeah. as fun. Yeah. All right. That 
that's it for bad for me. I have three on the ugly list. Do you have any more bad, or do you want to go to ugly? I have, I have plenty of bad, but let's get to the ugly. All right, so the ugly, let's just start. As Davey started out the good with Goldeneye, we, we might as well not mess around. The ugly, let's go to what is probably the first ever movie-based video game. That would be E.T. for the yeah. Atari. And this is one, it's, it's a, a, as the boxers would say, personal collection edition. I actually own this game. It's regarded um, as the worst video game of all time, not just and, one that was movie-based. And hot take here, Richard. Yes. It's not. It's oh. not the worst game you've ever played. Um, I think it gets, that, it gets a bum rap. Um, I'll what's, get the to worst, my what's the worst game you've ever played? The worst game I've ever played is Superman 64. Wow, that's good. Yeah. That's good. That's stuff. the worst game I've ever played. Um, but this game, it's it's hard and it's it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But like you said, it fall, fell into that thing where like we need to get this out in time for um, in time for the movie release. And I think the guy had six weeks to make it. It did. You're absolutely right. It took him six weeks to make it. It was released in 1982 again for the Atari. And there's. Uh, a lot of scuttlebutt that this is what destroyed the Atari. Like they sunk yep. so much into this, they wanted ET. Uh, this was going to be a monster release. It did not do very well. Nobody liked the game. Well, I shouldn't say nobody, but it, it failed. And this may have sunk the Atari. There's a documentary which I feel like, even though it's only like an hour long, it's like a slow burn. Like it's kind. Of, I don't love this. Yeah. I don't love it, but it's called Atari Game Over. If you want to learn more about it, and it gets into these like unsold copies that were like buried in New Mexico, like yeah. there's this whole there's this whole thing as it relates to the the ET game. Yeah, and it was this whole urban legend that ET took any remaining, I mean uh, Atari took any remaining copies they could find and buried them in a in a landfill in New Mexico. Right, and so the movie's about them going to this landfill and actually seeing if they can unearth them. Um, the movie features such people as uh, Ernest Klein. Uh, nice. George R. R. Martin is in it, uh, the guy who actually developed E.T. the game. He was like the head, the head game designer at Atari. So it's actually a real, and it's directed by Zach Penn, who um, wrote a whole bunch of movies. He actually wrote. Speaking of bad movie video games, he wrote the X Men Wolverine Unleashed game. Oh yeah, and you know, actually, so, we got a tweet right before we went on. Uh, somebody tweeted saying the X Men or the uh, Origins Wolverine video game. Was actually a lot better than the movie was. It was the movie. It was. That's why it did. It was. It was okay. It didn't make any of these lists, but yeah. So if uh, that um, good pick of the pod, early pick of the pod, go check out Atari Game Over. It's actually on Netflix if you want to check it out. On he Netflix. wrote. Uh, Zach Penn wrote PCU. Yes, he did. <laughs> How about that? Sneaky, sneaky, one of my personal favorite movies. I did not uh, know that he wrote that, but uh, yeah, there you go. So he, I mean, this is this is where it kind of. Begins and ends. Yep. Although, to, what an interesting uh, point of this is that it may have sunk Atari, or allegedly sunk Atari, but think about how many games have been made based off of movies since then. So it's not like people got terrified of that. They, they definitely still took a lot of cracks at it. Yeah. Yeah, which is, which is crazy to me, but... Well, you know what's also interesting is if so before, and that's why a lot of the ones that we were talking about were Nintendo because during the '80s and then early '90s, this is just what you did. Like you just made a movie for it. And now, what they've kind of done is they've gone a little bit more away from like the console game. Like there's going to be less PS4 games that are uh, based off of movies outside of the Lego thing. Like the Lego thing is sort of 
that's its own industry. I feel like like there's a, there's a Lego you know Star Wars game. There's a Lego Pirates game. Right. There's a Lego everything. But you notice that there's more like uh, downloadable like games on your phone or on your tablet that are more oh, yeah. based to movies than you will like a PS4 type of thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's kind of like they're people are very turned off by these. I think. And they see them. They see them for what they are. Like you said, they're just more of like a cash grab and whatever. Right. And they're not right. really like be, to be taken seriously in the gaming the gaming world. Right. You know. Um, so sticking with the ugly, I'm going to come up. So how about this one? I, I made up my own title for this one. Okay. It's Street Fighter, the movie, the game. Dude, I it's literally on my list too. This is hilarious. This is a classic. So what they did is the Jean Claude Van Damme. Movie, which in my mind is the most unintentionally funny video game movie ever. They actually wound up making a game based off that movie, which they tried to take. What Street Fighter has always done well is the cartoony kind of arcade style, over the top fighting thing, right? Yes. And then what they tried to do is try to make it like Mortal Kombat with Jean Claude Van Damme in it. Right. And it was just a piece of shit, and it was it was from arcade. And then they ported it to like the home consoles, and it was like unplayable. It was like, unplayable. So stupid. Like they took a yeah. successful video game franchise, it was turned into a bad movie, and then they're like, "Well, let's spin this movie back into a game." It made no sense to do it like this. No, why would you do that? It doesn't make any sense. To I me. don't do that. Please don't do that. And so you yeah. can play as Jean Claude Van Damme. Like I don't want to play as Jean Claude Van Damme. I want to. Yeah, I want to play as Ryu. I want to play I as wanna... Guile yeah. and Ken and and all these guys. And like a real one, not like not no. like the skinny movie version of these idiots. The I want shit, like the yeah. real thing. And then it was all like pixelated too, and so it was. Just, it didn't even like it. It looked like them, but it didn't. It was. It was really bad. Awful. Oh, so similar to that, it, it kind of in that vein. That was probably worse. But the only other one I have on my ugly list is, and I didn't play this, but they made a Charlie's Angels game, oh and God. they had Lucy Liu, Cameron Diaz, Drew Barrymore. They were all voices in it. It came out for PS2, GameCube. And so they kind of looked like them. They obviously sounded very much like them. But it was a mess. And reading up about this game, there was literally parts where you'd be walking around as one of the characters and you would try to go through. There'd be like a, a clear area that looks like you could walk through and it would just be like an invisible like door because that part of the game wasn't finished yet. But they released it anyway, and so it's just like it was just shit. Like you could you could barely even play it. But they got the cast of the movie to, to voice it, and then they sold it. Which is yeah, and again, just like why? Like why make this whole thing? It's so stupid, right? And I can't imagine people were clamoring for a Charlie's Angels video game. Yeah, like who? I don't know who wants to play that game. Like that pop what's, culture what's wise, market? that was yeah, pretty big, the, but right. yeah, right. But I don't come know. On. All right. Yeah, but come on. So, last one I have. Uh, I played this on Nintendo 64, and I uh, no Super Nintendo actually, and I don't know why. Um, there was a Blues Brothers video game. I don't mm. know if you ever played that. Um, no. You could play as Jake or Elwood or both at the same time. Ah. Uh, little cartoon versions of the Blues Brothers, where you were again, you're trying to just make it to a concert, and you slip into this uh, fantasy world mm. where your only weapons are you have to throw records at people. Okay. I don't get it. I don't know why this game was made. It seems odd. It seems like an odd choice. It's really odd. It's really odd. And and it came out for like every single platform you could think of. So the platforms it came out for were computer, MS-DOS, Amiga, C64, Atari ST, NES, Super Nintendo, and Game Boy. 
So it's not like this was like a flash and be like, oh, screw it. We'll just make it. Whatever. You know what I mean? Right. They actually, there was thought put into this. Terrible. And like in the year 1991 to 1993, like they thought that this was a fantastic idea. So like 10 years after the Blues Brothers movie was made. Right. We're like, we're going to come out with this game and maybe the kids playing this will know something about this. Doubtful. Very doubtful. Yeah. Brutal. So if you have any good or bad or ugly from movie-based video games, hit us up on Twitter at Dork Podcast uh, or email us dorkpodcast at gmail.com. What about this, uh, Ryan? Do you have any movies that have not yet been made into a video game that you think they should attempt? Uh, maybe like maybe like an open-world John Wick would, would, would work. You know uh, what I mean? I like that. Yeah, John Wick. I was thinking you know. John Wick, and then also I don't want to again because Grand Theft Auto has done such a great job taking a lot of sort of like movie themes and like movie ideas and applying it to a video game. And so I know I said Godfather was kind of a ripoff of that, and Scarface was a ripoff, but something like Baby Driver, like I was just thinking about that. Like if you're you know like a heist type movie, like those type of movies, but also with the importance of driving too. So it'd be like a driving video game, but you're also doing. I don't know. I think there's something to that. I think we there's can something to something. it. There's, some, You're something. there's something there. I'm all around it. Uh, I can't can't put my my finger on it. And then like the horror the horror movies, it's kind of tough. Oh, by the way, it, I didn't make the good, the bad, or the ugly. But the Saw video games are actually yeah. better than you would think. They're not great, but they're not terrible. And the one there was one I forgot too that I meant to mention that I that someone's going to call me up, but I. I've, now it was in my mind. I'm like, oh, I should probably mention that, but I've, now I forget. It'll come back to me. But uh, what about like a Pulp Fiction game? I don't know how the hell it would work. How would but you do that? I don't know. Well, there was, but there was a Reservoir Dogs game, and that thing was a pile of dung. You're right. There was a Reservoir Dogs. What about Kill Bill? That would work. You're just you could you can pick any of the ladies and you just go around killing people with swords. Yeah, I don't hate swords that. I think that I don't could. Hate it. There's something. There's something there. All right, Ryan. What oh, I remember. Yeah. Oh. I remember. Because technically, this is this is a movie. Okay. Technically, yeah. um, the uh, Afro Samurai games were actually really good. Oh, I I never played that. That was, was really good. good. Okay. Afro Samurai. So there you go. All right, there you go. That is a complete list. We did not miss any. Uh, and let's get on to the next thing. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. All right, Ryan. Would you like to kick, receive, defend a goal? Defer. I will kick. Okay, I will receive uh, my pick of the podcast is a uh, promotion of another podcast. I was just on the Mac and Goo podcast. We've mentioned them several times uh, in the past. But Mac and Goo and uh, the two guys from the Boxers podcast, Wes and Marcus, they we all got together and we did a 2018 movies auction draft. And this year, so each... Uh, podcast. The three of us got a hundred hot dogs. That's how they do things. So we used hot dogs, and you got to buy movies or auction movies, and to get points for the movies, it's based on how well they do, uh, critics and audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, as well as how much money they make at the box office. So there is a formula as to crowning a winner. Long story short, each of the three podcasts, you have a twenty movie limit. And uh, spoiler alert, I don't want to, you got to listen to it to find out who got who, but each one of us ended up with 20 movies, so I think it's going to be a pretty competitive year, Ryan. And we ended up with some good good ones. 
Okay, good. I'm glad. And I will say, if if they, by any chance we do not win this or we come in last, yeah, I will just say it's because I wasn't there. We have a built-in excuse. It's perfect. Yep. We're, we're the only one-man team there, so we have a built-in excuse. We did come in third last year. We did this last year. My problem was I spent more than half of our hot dogs on The Last Jedi, and that really came back to bite us in the ass. Well, how? Because it made a ton of money and it was critically acclaimed. Like, how does that bite us in the ass? Because I think we also used the audience score, and uh, the audience score yeah. was terrible. Damn it. Yeah, All right. I know. And, you know, the other guys had, like, Jumanji made a ton of money. Beauty and the Beast made a ton of money. So we had some good ones, but we also had the fewest amount of movies. That's why I think this year it's going to yeah. be much more even because everybody has the same amount. Well, good. I'm glad so. to hear that. All right. All right, so my pick of the podcast, and you have to check this dude out. You have to see this to believe it. I had to see it myself because someone forwarded it on to me. The Twitch user, Randy Ladyman. Nice. You like that name? I do. And let me tell you what this guy did, because he is just drowning in it now. This young man, 100%ed, full combo, Guitar Hero 3 through Fire and Flames. Really? Blindfold, blindfolded. No. He did. You have to see it to believe it. Go on Randy Lady Man's channel and watch this dude do this blindfolded. It's the most incredible thing I've ever seen. Randy Lady Man. You got it. On Twitch. On Twitch. Check his stuff it. out through Fire and Flames, 100% blindfolded. He has a winter hat over his face the whole time. Jesus H. I will have to give that a watch uh, when I get out yeah. of here. Uh, so here's a little programming uh, alert here, Ryan. A couple of things. One... We may not have an episode next week. Boo! I know, I know. I'm going to be in Minnesota all week for the Super Bowl. And so I think it would be nearly impossible to record an episode out there. Maybe we release another classic, like on Sunday or something, before I leave. But next week there will not be a new episode. I apologize for that. Uh, The following week. Now, you remember last year on Super Bowl Media Night, I went, I brought a recorder, I interviewed a bunch of players and asked them, who their favorite superhero was, who their favorite supervillain yep. was. They all played along, with the exception of Matt Schaub. Fucking Matt Schaub. Who said he did not have a favorite superhero or villain. I did not have a favorite superhero. Like, we like it's, w- almost, just, it's almost nerdier to not have one. Agreed. Like, you can't just say Batman or Superman and move on. I'm yep. not, I mean, if, you, if you have a deep poll, that's great. That, that plays well for us. But if a lot of other guys, I think, just kind of humored me and said Superman. I was like, fine. That's at least an answer. But anyway, Matt Schaub... Is a jackass. So this year, I want I want different questions. I want new questions, uh, but also something that's not too niche because I don't want to get the match job. I don't know. I thought that was yeah. you know broad enough. I was thinking, what about like just simply like what was the last movie you saw in the theater or what's your favorite TV show? Let's like, just you know find out what these guys like. Something like if that. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? I like, Other than flying. Yeah, that's good. All right, let's give them flying. Give them flying. Yeah. Because maybe they would say they could get creative. That's good. If you could have one superpower, I like that. Yep. Mine would be the Zach Morris timeout, I think. Yeah. I don't know what mine would be. Or teleporting, like in the movie Jumper. Teleporting. Yeah. Put me yeah. down, Put me down. I think, for teleporting. Or, ooh, maybe fast heal. Maybe like, dead, yeah. like Wolverine fast heal. Live forever. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I want that either. Yeah, you don't want that. It's tough. But anyway, maybe I'll ask a bunch of these guys that in another couple of weeks. Uh, You can, of course, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or other places where podcasts are 
available. We are on Twitter at Dork Podcast. We are on the email, uh, dorkpodcast at gmail.com. We're on YouTube, youtube.com slash dorkpodcast. Check out all of our gear on TeePublic. Uh, Hell yeah. Goo from Mac and Goo has hooked us up. He has uh, designed a whole bunch of stuff. If you just go to tpublic.com and search Dork Podcast, you're going to find it all there. Or if you go on our Twitter page, there's a link to it in our pinned tweets, uh, and you can go shop your little your little ass off. There's shirts, there's sweatshirts, there's uh, computer cases, there's iPhone cases, all, all kinds of garbage. So or great stuff, I mean. Uh, so get bullshit, <laughs> whatever kind of stuff you yeah. want to get. So do that, uh, Ryan. What if the people want to just specifically talk to you? They can talk to me at Arvon D on any major social media. So come, uh, come at me. If we forgot any video games, let me know. Tell me what your favorite bad video game is of all time. You know, let's just talk. Let's yes, just talk. I'm, I'm active on the Twitter. He I'm is. He is. A, throw him a follow. It's not going to kill you. Yeah, just do, come on, Arvon D. Uh, and Ryan, would you like to leave us? You haven't done this in a few weeks. I think it's important. Oh, I'm so have... glad you asked. Okay, great. Uh, what what I'm dealing with right now, Richard, in in the greater Hartford area right now is is it's flu season. Sure it is. You know? Yep. I'm not going to tell you to get the flu shot. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you to go out because I think you know personally, I think flu shots are terrible and whatever. I never get one. Me neither. But I never get sick. But I never get sick either. So I'll tell you what. A lot of people are going down with this flu though. Yeah. It's a simple one this re- this week, Rich. Just wash your hands. I like that. Just wash your hands. Yeah. You know what I mean? Get you- your hand in not not hot water or a hot, as hot a water as you can stand. Okay. You know, and just and just you know do some antibacterial soap on that thing. I like it. Now, do you, are you afraid at all? And I don't want to be controversial, but if you wash your hands too much, it's also pretty dry out there. Could that lead oh, to you any chap kind? Them. Yeah. You chap them. Yeah. yeah. Get yourself a nice lotion and some creams. Okay. You know what I mean? Because it, it does get dry out there. It's been wet the past couple of days, but, you know, you don't want to dry out. You know, that's a thing. Now, here's another and, question. And, I've, heard, yeah. I've heard mixed uh, opinions on this. Let's say before I go to bed, I just really lube my hands up with Vaseline and I throw a sock over top. Is that too much or is that just enough? See, now, if, I'm, if, I, if we're being honest with each other, Richard, we've been friends for a very long time. And I'm going to say, I think you're up to something. If that's what you're doing, you think so? That's I why my hands are like like baby's butts. Yeah. They're so soft. I don't like. I, I don't. I think you're up to something there, and I don't care for that. This is a family show. What you do is you take a big jar of Vaseline and you <laughs> stick your whole hand in there, and you take out more than you think. Like whatever you think the yeah. right amount is, go in there maybe for seconds. Really, yeah, really lube these bastards up. And then throw on a sock. And, and trust me when I say this, not a sock you're ever going to want to wear again. Yeah. Find yourself a, an older sock. Make sure it's clean. Put that sun bitch over your hands. You wake up the next morning, you're going to be feeling real fresh. I'm gonna t- and the last <laughs> I'm going to leave that right where it is because, sure. like I said, you're going to a dark place there. Okay. <laughs> Cover your goddamn mouth when you cough, you, you Thank gross you. bastards. Thank you. You know what yeah. I even like to do? You know, I think this is a real pro, a pro coughing tip. Yep. Throw it right into your elbow. Yeah. Not into your fucking hands, and then you touch me. You're touching the, the, the controller. You're touching stuff you know, around the house. Throw you know it right into, your, right into your elbow. And this might be controversial, too. I might even pull the collar of the shirt up over my mouth every now and again. Really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Just if, I'm, if I know it's going to be, it might, something might come back up, you know? Sure, and sometimes it will. So Yeah, you don't know. I think that's all well said. So, uh, Ryan, I will uh, I'll probably talk to you in two weeks. God bless you. All right.